0: Our scripture reading uh, this morning comes from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and and you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit. Contrite heart, God, you will not despise. David wrote this um, after the mess he made with Bathsheba. Uh, and, And we'll talk about that a little later. Just standing before God and just opening his heart. I want to use this as the basis from where we're going to work to talk a little bit about a thing called change. Anyone in this place ever struggle with change? Those who didn't put up their hands? Yeah, right. Of course, we we, we all struggle. problem with change is this, it's easy to talk about change. But when it comes to that moment of implementing, of doing that, we get a little stuck. So usually there's three questions. Is Why do we struggle to change so much? How do we get stuck so easily? And then the third one, what do we do to get out of that? And I want to talk about the third one this morning. How do we get out of this thing that sometimes we're so wrapped up in all of this stuff that we, we don't allow God to let us become who God wants us to be? To help me with that, I'm going to ask my friend Alistair McElraith and his dear wife Dawn, which many of you thought was my wife, because we always pray together and then we walk in. No, he's not my brother-husband. It's his wife. Come up. I want you to help us this morning, please. Come stand on this side, because otherwise you will not be in the picture. So, I got some saran wrap or plastic wrap or whatever you want to call that. Thank you, Don. And I'm going to ask Don to wrap this around Alistair until he can't move. But Don, don't start at the head, please. We don't want a lawsuit. I know you'd love to start there. Stop at the shoulders and go down to the knees or start at the knees and go up to the shoulders. But let's see if you can time up. And and here's the thing, Alistair. Thank you for... For saying that you would do this, uh, I just forgot to say one thing: that we're going to leave you like this until next Sunday. It's, it's okay. I'll send you my bill. So, so we're, we're really happy. Thank you, Don. Now, don't don't do it too tight. Otherwise, we're going to take him to hospital, <laughs> or Andrew might have to come and do the job here. <laughs> so, while they're doing that, I wonder if you get what I'm trying to illustrate with this. Would you agree with me that all of us struggle with issues and things in our lives, struggles in our own lives that sometimes feel as if they wrap us up? And often, like this plastic wrap that Don is using here, you can't see it. And before you know it, like Alistair, you're stuck. <laughs> You're standing in front of a whole congregation wrapped up in saran wrap. What a wonderful man he is. And before we know it, we're wrapped up in all of these things that sometimes are unseen. But they get to you. And the moment you realize that you're stuck, you try and get out. And that's where the problem comes in. Because you can't. You're all wrapped up. And you got nowhere to go. And as much as you want to change, you can't. As much as you want this to stop, it can't. Because you're all wrapped up. Don, I think that's good. Now we'll leave him to marinate until next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Don't go away yet. (laughs) Could we just say thank you for being a really good sport, uh, Alistair? What a, what a gracious man. When I asked, he said, gladly, I will do that. But, but isn't this a beautiful example? So Alistair and I are in the same place. I can do things. I can walk around. I can use my arms, my legs. My good brother here can only use his mouth, but his arms, his legs, he's done. And this is what it does to us sometimes. How do I get out of that? I can't. Because all of those things now have taken over, and I can't move. There's only one way I need someone. Oh, she's already taken it. I need someone with the scissors that can take this off for him to, to get unstuck again. And Don, while you do that, I'll go on and thank you for doing that. They even dressed the same this morning. Someone needs to help me. I can't do that. And so it's the foundation for Psalm 51 this morning. And I know you wondered why we sang the At The Table song, because it actually speaks of this passage. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, comes from the message. Jesus says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? So come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I... Do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Can we change the translation? I won't wrap you up in Saran Wrap and keep you there. Keep company with me. And you will learn to live freely and lightly. We need someone. To get us unstuck when we're all wrapped up. And there's one who makes this invitation and says, I'm not going to burden you. I'm not going to make this hard on you. Will you come? And I will teach you, did you hear those words? The unforced rhythms of grace. What a beautiful word. And I will teach you how to live lightly and freely open. Breathe what I give you. How do we do that? That was the third one. How do we get out of the stuck? How do we get out of the stuff that keeps us in there? I said we're going to talk about the third one. Four things from Psalm 51. Number one. The first thing that we need to do when we realize that we are stuck is that we need to recognize that which is keeping us stuck. The problem. We need to face it. We need to identify it. What is doing this? That's what David does, right? Verse 3. He says, I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. So David messed up with Bathsheba. They got caught. So David now comes before God, and he's wrapped up. Because this thing is just spiraled out of control completely. And David says, Lord, I can't do a thing about this. But I want you to see how he does this. David goes and he says, Lord, I was the one who sat on the roof and I saw this naked woman taking a bath. Instead of going to my room and saying, I shouldn't even have looked. I actually said, go get her because I'm the king and bring her to me. When this woman came into the palace, I should have realized she's a married woman. I didn't care. I slept with her and I made her pregnant. And instead of taking responsibility for that, I had her husband come back and I tried to trick him and I, when I couldn't trick him, I had him killed. And then she had a miscarriage, Lord, and we're stuck in all of this. All because I let this stuff wrap me up. And now I'm so wrapped up, I can't do this. So I need to say to you, Lord, this is me. Can I show you the problem? There it is. He doesn't cover it up. Because that's exactly what it is when we cover something up, right? A cover-up. Doesn't work. Problem is still there. Um, Let me think of a bad example. If you have a pimple or a zit, and you want to go out, you put a little makeup to cover it up. When you get home and you wash your face, it's still there. When you're wrapped up in all of this stuff, and you don't say, Lord, can I stand before you? Can you help me? Can you show me? Can we identify this? And we'll get to it in a second so I can give this to you. You're going to be stuck for a long time. And the longer I leave it, the more it wraps me up. The more it wraps me up. I stopped at Dawn to, with the wrapping, but she could have gone for a long time. It doesn't help to cover it up, my friends, and we're good at that. We're really good at that, making excuses. It should be this way. I struggle, Lord i struggle with an addiction whether it's it's uh, substance or whether it's computer stuff i struggle with that and it's wrapping me up and i can't move can you help me can you show me can you guide me i struggle with my relationships lord because because i'm a little full of myself i think i have it all and i know it all can you help me I'm messing up my relationship with my husband, with my wife, because I always want my way. If we want to live lightly and freely and understand the rhythms of grace, the first thing I need to do is to go stand before God and say, Can't move. Can I just give them to you? Second thing, when this happens, I realize that I can't do this on my own is when I, I want to say, when I re-evaluate my relationship with God, but when I look at God and I rediscover who God is in my life, and I rediscover the grace of God. Because here's the thing, and I prayed about that this morning, and we sang about that this morning. When I come to God and I say, look at me, I'm, I'm upside down and downside up and all messed up and all wrapped up. God does not reject me. Can I say that out loud? I remember the old days when we were preaching fire, hellfire, and brimstone on you. And all we told you is you're bad and you're horrible and you're going to hell. Can I just tell you? That's not the truth. When I go to God and I say, God, I'm wrapped up. My father does not reject me. My father does not turn his back on me. My father does not point a finger at me and say, I told you so and you messed up. You know what my father does? What David says in verse 17. A broken and a contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. The New Living says, you will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Oh God. That's what my father does. When I come and I'm broken and messed up, my father does not reject me. My father does not frown on me. My father says, can I take that heart and heal it? My father says, can I come and cut that saran wrap off of you? And help you to live lightly and freely. Why? Because God is made of this amazing gift called grace. And I say, but Lord, look at me. And He says, my grace is enough for you. But Lord, I did this. My grace is enough for you. But Lord, look at my grace is enough for you. Have you messed up? Have you got stuck? the stuff that's wrapping you up and you just can't get out there? Will you please go back to your father and rediscover that amazing grace that says, I love you, not I judge you. I love you. My grace is enough for you. Come and I will teach you the unforced rhythms of my grace. Come, and I will help you to live lightly and freely in this world. He doesn't bind us up and wrap us up. He sets us free. Third thing. For that to happen, I need to have a willing spirit. Verse 12. David says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. A willing spirit to accept what God speaks into my life. A willing spirit to change what God wants to change in my life a willing spirit to allow God to be God in my life David didn't go and say so Lord I messed up so let me tell you this is my plan this is what I'm going to do and you just stand back and you watch and check if I can do all of these things because he would have messed it up right there and then again a willing spirit means that I go to God and say, here I am, messed up as I am, upside down as I am. I live from your grace. Lord, teach me. That beautiful, beautiful part of, of, of Matthew 11 where Jesus says, walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. You teach me, Lord. You change me, Lord. You unwrap me, Lord. You take my hand and you walk with me, Lord, even if sometimes it's going to walk past the cross on Calvary. Let's walk there, Lord. Because when I walk with you and learn from you, I start living lightly and freely. Let me end. Mackie, I'm sure if we left you like that all wrapped up and you stayed like that for a day or so, you wouldn't have been a happy chappy. Yeah. Or a happy camper, as we say in Canada. He would not have been a happy camper. But it was an amazing moment when you stood here and Dawn took that scissors and she, she cut it off and you set free. We could go tell people about that and smile. That's what we should do. When I have learned from God that he unwraps me. That I can come before with him with all that I am, even the masses. And that he teaches me through his grace and makes me brand new. I should go tell that. I should go speak of that. Isn't that what David says? Verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. So that sinners will turn back to you. One thing that we sometimes forget is to talk. This is what God did for me. This is God's grace in me. Can you see that? Can I live that? Can I tell you about that? Like the man that Jesus healed and said, don't tell anybody. And he got out there and he told everybody. You got to tell somebody. You got to tell somebody what Jesus did for you. Because maybe in that moment, When you tell somebody, it's somebody who looks like Mackie that stood on the stage this morning, that is all wrapped up, and they need to hear about the unforced rhythms of grace that teach us to live lightly and freely. I pray for you, as I pray for myself, that we can go stand before that throne of grace. Amen. Father, thank you for your grace. Do we understand that word? Do we understand that action? How amazing it is. Thank you that you did that for us when we were broken. Thank you that you continue to do that for us as we are so often wrapped up in our lives And you set us free, and sometimes we just get wrapped up again. That you don't get tired of unwrapping, of setting us free. So here we are, Lord. In this moment, we just open our lives to you, and we ask that you speak into our lives and show us what the things are that are holding us back. And as you show us in those moments, Lord, will you help us to give them to you? so that you may throw them into the deepest deep sea and forget about them and put that little sign out there saying no fishing so that we can let them go. Thank you for the freedom that comes in you. Thank you for that life of living graciously and lightly and freely. Help us to live like that Holy Spirit of God. We pray in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen.